You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lumid, and today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Anais Pulam. She is coming from a corporate background and started coaching professionals for about four years now. And she's worked with over 150 professionals from various industries. And her objective is to help them live their best life through a fulfilled career. Who doesn't want that? There's a lot of us who are stuck in our nine to five who are super unhappy. And she was there and now finds a way to actually pull people out and kind of help them live this fulfilled life. She believes that to live or feel or doing a fulfilled work. So with no further ado, Anais, welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you so much, Lunit. It's a pleasure to be here. What an intro. It's quite an honor to have you. Thank you for taking the time. I'm really excited to hear how you made the transition because I know that can be challenging for a lot of people. So let's talk Mm. about um, what got you started um, initially. That's a very good question. Um, I actually experienced a burnout very early in my career, in my early 20s. And I was just saying to myself, wow, is this what's going to happen for the next 40, 50 years? Like, this is not necessarily what I was expecting. You know, I've gone through my bachelor degree and my master degree, and I had experiences uh, working in internships and so on. But experiencing this burnout very early on really made me question my relationship with work and what I was expecting from my career. So I guess in a very brutal way, it actually forced me to take a step back almost to look at my career and what I wanted to do with it. So in that context, I've actually made sure that I was keeping a close eye on how I was feeling in terms of the work that I was doing. And I've actually made two career transitions. Uh, whilst I've really, really enjoyed the people I was working with, what I've realized is that as I was working within procurement, so I was expected to deliver a certain cost savings on the um, services or the products we were buying. And why it's an important task to be done, I realized it was not making my heart beat as much as the different people I had a chance to speak with, you know, my countries all over the world, the suppliers I was working with and so on. So a very long story short, I actually made a first transition to become a consultant, still within the procurement and supply chain industry, still got exposed to, you know, brutal cost savings projects, which again was important thing to do, but just not was making my heart beat as much. And therefore made another transition within coaching, which at first, to be honest with you, was something I took for my own personal knowledge, growth and development. And as I was going through the coaching qualification in parallel of my work, realized that I had to do something with it as a career because it was really something I was passionate about. Yeah, because you're out of London and so you're working with people from all over the world then. 100%. So nowadays, a little bit like my days when I was uh, in procurement, I actually have to change to work from people who are, as you said, all over the world, mainly, I would say, within the UK, the North America, people from France, because as you might hear from the accent, this is uh, where I'm from originally. And I'm lucky from that perspective, thanks to uh, the beauty of technology. Yeah, we all are, especially during this time where everything is virtual. The world is our, I I like to say playground, but our business has gone global Mm. because of technology. 
Yeah. I mean, look at us this morning, 6.30 for you, 2.30 for me. There we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> different parts of the country, but we are making it happen. And exactly I imagine that. that makes it a lot easier for you to reach clients outside of your territory too. Yes, 100%. And I mean, I do have a couple of clients that I'm very lucky, privileged to work with face to face. They are around the corner to me and I really value this time. It's really great. But 100%, you're right. Like the field of possibilities is pretty much endless in the sense that obviously I can work with anyone all over the globe. And I think what's really important as well to stress out is in terms of the work that I do, because I'm a career coach and I help mostly women to build a career they're happy with. The flexibility to be remote, actually, it's not necessarily about the geographical aspect of it, even though it's an important component. It's also about the timings because people might have their, as you said, nine to five or even like eight jobs sometimes. So being remote actually allows me and my clients to find the right time as well that work for them within their busy schedule to work together. Mm-hmm. It is a challenge to live a life without purpose, to live a life doing something that you're unhappy with. And so you found your purpose and we'll talk a little on how, how that came about for you, but tell us how you help clients find mm. that fulfillment. Yeah, hundred percent. So the way I usually work is a three-step process. Again, I will not know necessarily full start where the work we're going to work on together is going to lead to us. That's the whole purpose of them uh, coming to me and us working together. But usually it's a three-step approach that I follow, which the first part is the introspection phase. A lot of the people who are unhappy in their career, who are experimenting burnout, or as you said, don't necessarily have a purpose, they are keen to escape that reality and therefore project themselves into another career path, which is fair enough. And it's an important thing that can help them to cope with their reality. But the first step actually to the process is to take a step back before taking a step forward. So through the introspection, I go through different various tools and exercises, including you know personality tests, including reflecting back on their personal as well as professional life. The whole point is not to put them into a box and to say, you're this person or you behave this way, but it's more for them to get a fully comprehensive understanding of who they are, what's the situation, and therefore start to identify what could be the field of path that they would be interested for their career, which led to step number two, which is the exploration phase. So at this stage, we pretty much are exploring all of the different options that could be available to the clients I work with from let's say, uh, just changing companies, let's say if they are at the moment employed by a company or even starting their own business or doing something completely different. The whole point of the exploration phase is to give them a safe space as to which the fields of options are actually open and available to them. And then to actually map those options against what the market has to offer and how does it matches with their requirements so that they can then, by the end of this phase, make a decision as to where they want to move forward with their career, which have their picking, why they're picking this path, which is very important, and then move on to the third and final phase, which is obviously the action phase. Not to say we're not taking action through the work we're doing, obviously, but this final part of the, the work that I do with my client is really about making sure that this career transition happens for something that they're happy with, but in a way that is comfortable to them. So sometimes mm-hmm. the action phase actually includes some sub-steps for them to transition smoothly. Yeah, the execution piece of it. Now, for do you find that a lot of people make this transition to entrepreneurship? I would say a third of my clients do that. 
um, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. I mean, I don't know what's your experience in terms of different people that you've been able to to meet on the show when if most of the people you come across have transitioned to become entrepreneurs. But yeah, a third of them stay in the company, a third of them change roles and or industries, and a third of the clients I work with would be starting their own business. Yeah, I, I do find um, a lot of entrepreneurs. And it's, it's interesting because we're young, right? We're both young. We're, we're both that millennial generation when we're, we're not mm-hmm. growing up. Go to school, get a job, and then you you made it, right? You're, you're happy, you're, sat, you're yeah. satisfied. But I find that with our generation and the ones younger than ours, there is a need to trail their own, to blaze their own trail. Right to kind of create their own path, and mm. it's not just work anymore. I don't want to do forty hours, forty years at one place anymore. I want to do what that what you said earlier make my heart sing, right? Yeah, but what the, that brings me happiness and joy, and I'm all for it. And like, I'm super happy to see this wave of individuals, yeah. younger individuals, 100%. who are looking to trail, blaze down trail. <laughs> Yeah, I like that expression. I mean, I don't know what's your thoughts on this, but exactly like you said, like, I believe from the previous generations to an extent, obviously, it depends on the country that you, you were grown and born into, but it used to be your career, your job was almost like transactional. Like you plug in 40 hours, you get eight amount of salary in 12 month time, you'll get that promotion with that increase and off you go, here's your career, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously with everything that happened in the world now, there is not that much of a security to have that sort of like really, really neat career path. And I don't think, first of all, the market has that to offer. But second of all, we don't want that anymore as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost coming from both sides, which I think is really interesting because it does mean that the fields of possibilities are endless. You're not necessarily defined anymore by the studies that you've made or the master degree that you have or the experiences that you had so far, but more around who you are, what's your why, and what is it that you would have to bring should you be coming to another company or you'll be starting your own business, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. And I and I like that on your three steps, you, you provide a um, an assessment test, a personality test mm. to um, kind of find out what is it those people are good at? Um, what are they like? I'm considered a maximizer. And so I love working with people and bringing out the best in people. Uh, I love that. Yeah, so it's good to kind of know that going in so you know where am I a good fit in this organization or what kind of service can I provide where I can actually help people become their best selves. 100%. Yeah. So tell us about your process in terms of how you came about, some of the habits that you had to put in place. Because you said you started off initially just for self-development, right? Just to learn. Mm -hmm. And then you took a a path and said, okay, I want to help other people do the same thing. What were some of the things you had to put in place during that learning phase? Some of the habits and principles to help you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good question. Um, I mean, I don't know your thoughts on this, but obviously it's a continuous evolving journey, even right now, nowadays, you know, four years down the line. But I would say at the very beginning, especially because I still had my day job, if I can put it this way, I think the first thing that I had to be very strict with is discipline. So I would wake up very early in the morning, pretty much like you, I'm assuming. And um, I would start by studying my courses. Then I would go to work. And then very late at night, I would have coaching calls after a long day at work. And I think, yeah, the, the first thing that I've implemented is structure. So 
it's a very thin line between giving yourself all the means to achieve your objective versus over-pressurizing yourself and therefore over-committing, over-stretching and potentially ended up stressing about a situation that should really bring you joy. Mm-hmm. So the way I went about this one was actually to make sure I had some clear set objectives Monday to Friday, and I would not work on weekends most of the time. I would work like, for example, just a Saturday morning, but I would also make sure I would allow myself some downtime to make sure that I would rest and be ready to another week coming on a Monday. So this was sort of like the transition phase from consulting to coaching. And once I had my own business and was focusing on that full time, and the first thing that I did was to create some structure for myself again, because I didn't have a commute anymore. I didn't have an office to travel to or colleagues or meetings in the diary. So I actually scheduled meetings with myself for starters. Every mm-hmm. Monday morning, I'll be like, okay, Anaïs, here's Anaïs. We need to talk about what we're going to do this week. Sounds a little bit schizophrenic, but it actually worked out for me pretty well. Um, now I don't have, you know, meetings with myself. I do have a team that I have meetings with, which is great. And it's still happening on Monday morning. But point is what I did have in place. And this is something I'm really passionate about. So tell me your thoughts on this, but it's a good old technique called time blocking. You know, you just put in your diary, the things that you want to be doing. And I've actually included in my diary time where I'm not working as well. So for example, there's two day every week where I finish early work to make sure that when I do have some longer days, it's okay because I do have some days where I'll finish early coming in as well. Mm-hmm. And then all of this time is scheduled in my diary. Yeah. That's smart. Time blocking is key. It's huge in making sure that you stay productive and that you stay on task. Tell us about your morning routine habits. How do you get up, dress up and show up? Yeah, so I think this one, you probably are very much familiar with this, but it's very, very close to Al Elrod's Miracle Morning Routine. I'm going to be honest, I really liked it and I've implemented it for a couple of years now. So usually the way it works for me in the morning is that I would wake up before having any second thoughts, I would work out. And this is where the fun begins because I don't have a specific day where I do a specific workout. I do run, I do swim, I do yoga, I do... Uh, weightlifting, pretty much any spinning as well, climbing. And depending on how I feel, I will then plug in this in my diary for the week. And this is the first thing I would do in the morning. If I don't do it in the morning, I usually don't do it. But when I don't do it, I really feel bad. So that's the first step. Um, the second step for me is actually when I've done my workout, I've had my breakfast and so on. Before starting the working day, opening any emails and so on, I would sit at my desk and I would do journaling making sure that I've got my three intentions for the days lined up, just three, and also a star next to one. So if there is like massive crisis or anything that I need to like ditch everything I'm doing, at least there is one thing that I want to make sure I would have done by the end of the day. And I would also do some meditation. Not long because I can't do meditation for like 30 minutes. My mind is just going all over the place, but three to five minutes usually through nap. I actually use Headspace, which I think uh, works well for me. And then I do have my affirmations and then I get off with my day. Mm-hmm. That is a very nice morning routine. It's in, it's powerful that to start with the workout because like you said, if you don't get it done, the day gets away from you. That's and it. you don't have a chance to do it anymore. But you said you feel bad. It's not bad, bad, but like you just feel unproductive. You're sluggish in the morning. Is that what you mean if you don't get a workout in? It's a very good point. Yeah, I usually, I feel that, yeah, very, as you said, sluggish for sure. And 
yeah, I would say I feel like there is some energy leftovers within me that I wish I was not carrying with me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because um, working out, surprisingly, as much as it, it exhausts you doing the actual act, it gives you more energy for the rest of the day. Yeah. Better energy. So you can actually triumph for the day. What's your favorite morning routine, if I may return the question? It is very similar to what you do. Uh, mm. Non-negotiable is getting up, I'm doing a meditation, saying mm. a prayer. And then from there, I do my affirmations. I do a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And this is all, 80% of it is done in bed before I even like put oh, nice. off the bed. And then um, from there, I do, I read, I read a book for 20 minutes. If it's audio book, mm-hmm. I do it while I'm working out. If not, I do it before I head to the gym. And then I work out for about an hour. I just like you, I do weights. I do yoga, break them yoga, heart yoga. And then I come back and I take a cold shower. And then I'm like, I'm ready to take on the day. Whatever it brings my way, I am equipped, ready for it. And I'm an early riser. So I'm, I'm up between um, 4.30 and 5 a.m. Love that. So by 6 o'clock, 6.30, um, my day's getting ready to start. But I've already taken care of myself. So it doesn't matter what comes my way. I'm ready. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I love it. What did you think of the Miracle Morning? Yeah, I actually adapted it. I added some new things to it, but I created mm-hmm. an app. I created an app around it, um, a Hit nice. Savers app around it, and added visualization and the cold shower aspect of it at the end of um, at the end, so that um, the entrepreneurs, people listening, so that doing their morning routine can become so much easier because um, mm. it is a great the. the is it called Savers? Yes, yeah, Savers. I added Hit Savers. And so I added a few more acronyms to it. But yeah, nice. I love it. I like the fact that, as you said, you've got some non-negotiable in your routine. I think that's really important for anyone listening in who's wondering how to make the most out of their morning and have effective habits. Make sure that you're clear with yourself about what are the non-negotiables and what are the ones that will be like nice to have, but they, they, it's okay if there is a day mm-hmm. where things not going according to plan and you might have to skip them. Yeah, have grace, right? Have grace with yourself because you're not going to mm-hmm. wake up the same every day, but know that there's a few things like I have to meditate in the morning if I don't um, get a workout in right away. But like that meditation and those affirmations really help clear the brain fog in the morning so that I can at least start the day for the first few hours. Love it. Yeah. Anais, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Yes. Anytime, please connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn pretty much. So you can find me at Anais, A-N-A-I-S. And my last name is Poulain, P-O-U-L-A-I-N. I'm always around, available to grab a virtual coffee. I'm always keen to network, meet new people, discuss morning routines or anything relating to productivity and helping people with their career next steps. So definitely find me on LinkedIn. So that's LinkedIn. And then what's your website? My website would be hercode, as in H-E-R-C-O-D-E dot co dot U-K. Perfect. Anais, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Ludini. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation. 
access the show notes and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.